It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. So as the crisis on the border continues under President Biden's administration, how are his policies driving this crisis? Mark Morgan, former acting CPB director, joins me now. He's also a visiting uh, fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Uh, This is a crisis of this administration's making. And Mark, I would say that it goes back to the promise during the campaign season, because one of the deflections of the campaign is this began during the Trump era, but the numbers don't back that up. David, look, you're, you're absolutely right. Look, you say all the time on your show, which I agree, facts matter. Look, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to make up your own facts and rewrite history. And that's what this administration is trying to do and work overtime. They're trying to make us and convince us that we're not seeing what we're seeing and that somehow it's everybody else's fault but their own. Look, prior to the election, I was out there as, as well as a handful of others, you know, telling the American people that, that if then under the campaign – if, if, if any administration did what the Biden campaign said they were going to do, they would create an unmitigated crisis. Then after the election and Biden won, we, we participated in hundreds of exhaustive briefings to the Biden transition team. We, they, we warned them. We told them that if you do what they've done, you would create an unmitigated crisis, the numbers would skyrocket, our facilities would be overwhelmed and, and, and uh, dangerously overcrowded, and you would create the crisis we had. They ignored us. They dismissed us. Uh, and they absolutely uh, did not heed the warnings of the border security experts. We're here right now. This crisis is, is one, one reason, one reason only, the Biden administration's ideologic hubris. Now, what was the reaction? They ignored you, as you said. But was there an in-the-room reaction, or was this the typical let's just take it and walk away? Because their plans have been in place, not just with the Biden administration, but in the actions of the Democrat Party uh, prior to this at the state and federal level, their goals to increase this problem. They can say anything they want, but their policy structure, their regulatory uh, response or regulatory actions are about growing the problem. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Look, Dave, you know, I, I've been doing this for 35 years. I've served under six administrations, Republican, Democrat. This is not a right or left thing. That This should be an American thing. And I agree that a lot of people are saying, oh, well, they didn't have a strategy. I completely disagree. They are actually implementing and executing their strategy. But from, from a sovereign nation perspective, from a rule of law perspective, from our national economic security aspect, what they're doing makes no sense. At the end of the day, you can draw no other conclusion, in my opinion, is that they see perceived political benefit, either through the census and increase in House seats or every ir- ir- illegal alien they, they find a pathway to citizenship is going to equate to a Democratic vote. I believe that's their perception. And on that basis, they're, they're executing their plan just as they've designed all along. I can completely agree with you. There are a couple of angles to this that don't get much discussion, and they're difficult to discern. One is other countries and their interests in actions. Uh, For instance, you have interest in doing harm to the United States by our opponents and enemies around the world. Uh, The cartels have a monetary incentive. They They traffic in drugs, human trafficking. They traffic in terrorism. That has also been an issue with just being paid to bring terrorists into America. So what about other nations as actors? Are there other nations that are acting 
against our interest and now, for whatever reason, more aligned with the Biden administration. Well, and I'll add another one, David. So, so not only everything you just said, I agree with. I'll add another one. Let, let's talk about remittances, right? So, so the the flow of illegal immigrants into this country that are allowed to stay here illegally, they, they ship back a tremendous amount of, of money back to their home country. I mean, Mexico's GDP is is dependent on those remittances. So, there's always been this this uh, thought process that that they they get specific rewards for that. And then let's talk about the cartels, the smuggling organizations. We, I think everybody understands the power and control they have over the government of Mexico and really, uh, you know, in elements of the Western Hemisphere. Uh, look, by, by this administration policies, of course, look, they're, they're, uh, I keep saying the only winners of this really at the end of the day are the smuggling organizations and cartels. If you look at, you know, between 1.5 to 2 million, now we're going to look at, at trying to illegally enter this country, you know, conservatively 5,000 uh, an individual, you're looking at a $10 billion increase in their net revenue. Uh, I mean, look, they're, they're, they're laughing all the way as, as their bank accounts are growing. And of course, they're benefiting from this, uh, these policies right now. You know, from a law enforcement perspective, and you certainly have a lot of experience there, what is what kind of effect does this have on the law enforcement structure in this country? And part two of this question, we have private agencies, uh, whether it's a Pueblo Sin Fronteras out of Chicago, uh, Endeavor out of Austin, Texas, Catholic Charities out of New York City. They provide legal help. Now, it's a gray area, it seems, between their actions and the reality. Does law enforcement have a role to play when you have individuals and organizations working contrary to federal law by either aiding or harboring illegal entry into this country? Look, I think you're spot on. Your listeners really need to pay attention to this because we've been saying this for a while. I'll go a step further. and I'll say this on your show. I believe our, our country right now, the United States is actually complicit in helping the facilitation of a crime of, of those. I, I think we are complicit in facilitating the last chain of the illegal immigration. Look, you can go on Facebook right now and the smugglers and, and, and the cartels, they're actually advertising right now. Hey, we can get you to Austin, Texas. We can name a city in the country, say, hey, we can get you there. And, and, and how are they ultimately getting there? Well, they're getting there because we're incentivizing, encouraging, facilitating illegal uh, entry uh, across the border. And then we go, we're going a step further. We are busing and flying those individuals who, who illegally entered to, to wherever they want to go in our country. Uh, so so I, I think our government is complicit in that. And then, of course, there's a multitude of individuals. Let's take a mom or dad, right? We don't want to talk. I know I'm going to get some hate mail, but you've got a mom that, that's here in Denver illegally. And what are they doing? Coordinating with the human smugglers to grab their, their, their 15-year-old child to then smuggle the child in. And right now, we're going to allow that. And then, and then HHS is actually going to facilitate uh, 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 bringing that uh, uh, 15-year-old to their mother that's here illegal to complete the, the smuggling process. I mean, that's where we're at right now. You know, the corporations, uh, we talk about the organizations and, of course, the NGOs, the various other organizations who, by the way, don't have to report to the state governor's offices when they bring illegals in. I think that – actually, let me pause on that, Mark – there's a part of this that really bothers me. 
deliberate use of private organizations, and Denver and Austin gets an $86.9 million contract for hotels, but then they help facilitate through their four churches and other organizations moving illegal aliens into other states. They don't have to notify state governors. This is balkanizing America deliberately. Back to your point about complicit behavior, and they avoid notification even if anything would or would not be done about it at the state level. Again, I think you're spot on, and I'll go a step further. Right now, the federal government is actually, through FEMA, is actually giving some of these same NGOs that you're talking about millions of dollars. So, so not only do I agree that they are complicit in facilitating the, 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 the smuggling chain, but now the federal government through FEMA is actually giving them money to help with transportation costs, costs to actually you know, go the, the last step to bus or fly these individuals that have illegally entered the country uh, to a sponsor or family member or a relative in the country. That's where we're at right now. And look, uh, look, you listen, need to understand that the, the smuggling organizations know it well. They're using this to to convince and encourage more illegal immigration. The migrants themselves, look, they've got cell phones. They're talking to, to individuals who every single day are, are, are going to our border and being released into cities and towns throughout this entire country. They're talking and they're saying, hey, it's working. And now it's time to come because the borders are open and they are. Hey, March, 171,000, Dave, 171,000. That is a 400% increase from this time last year. Seasonal? No, I don't think so. Let's take a look at the corporations, and that's where I was going a minute ago, but I want to get that point in. You have, for instance, Greyhound being contracted, other carriers being contracted to take illegal aliens from these facilities, and they give them the bus ticket. They don't get a notice to appear from the immigration court, if at all. And they take them as far as they want to go or where they claim they're going. What about those corporations? Is there any law enforcement or legal recourse? Because these companies are, in a sense, they're aiding and abetting. They claim it's a contract with the government, but they're aiding and abetting something that violates federal code. Yeah, I think that's a good question to ask. But, you know, I'll go back to, you know, it's kind of hard when it's the government. And the government itself that is actually the one that's driving the complicity in, in you know, completing the, the, the smuggling chain. Um, I, 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 I think it's unconstitutional for, for uh, the, the government. And I think that's where we need to start. I think we need more states like Texas, like A.G. Paxson, to step up and go to the courts and say what is happening is unconstitutional and it's unlawful. And quite frankly, I believe the president has violated Article 2 of the Constitution. Uh, where, you know, look, he's supposed to uphold the, the laws of this country. And, and that's that's the opposite of what's being done right now at our southwest border. Yeah. And what that needs is opposition. You know, law enforcement's taken a beating on this. And, you know, yeah. these men and women that work that have worked under your your leadership and have to, you know, for years to protect our borders and the system, not just on the border, but around the country, they're stressed. Their families, they deal with this uh, in so many ways. You know, what have you heard from those men and women? How are they doing? So first of all, thanks for asking this. Look, it, it, their morale sucks right now. It, it, it's, it's in the tanks. And especially when you have the current DHS Secretary Mayorkas that gets, gets out on TV and, and quite frankly during testimony and just blatantly lies to the American people. 
He actually has audacity to say, quote, the borders are secure. That's a joke. It's absurd. And all 63,000 men and women of, of CBP, specifically the border patrol, knows that that was a lie and knows that it's a joke. Look, right now, we're averaging because the, the crisis level numbers, again, 171,000 in March, 15-year high, 6,000 a day. The numbers of families, unaccompanied minors are skyrocketing. Border Patrol agents are being pulled off the line to provide that immediate humanitarian uh, care that's needed, leaving large areas of the border unmonitored and unsecured. Look, you don't have to be a rocket scientist, you know, to figure that out and being Captain Obvious that what, so then what's happening? Drugs are pouring through and criminal aliens are getting through, you know, uh, uh, the rapists, murderers, uh, pedophiles. I, I, I could keep going on and on. A couple of folks on the, the terrorist uh, database. Um, so, so no, are, 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 they're not secure. And so these men and women, they know, and now, and now they've got facilities that are three, four, five hundred percent dangerously overcrowded. They never wanted to be here. And the sad part is we didn't have to be here, David. This was preventable. And we warned this administration, and they flat out ignored us. And so, yeah, you bet. The, the men and women of CBP are struggling right now. You know, the president has signed, you know, I call her the new sheriff on the border. Uh, Kamala Harris was supposed <laughs> to take care of this. She went to Los Angeles. She cooked a nice pig roast and some rice and peas a couple of hours from the border. Fourteen days later, she still hasn't addressed it publicly. Uh, my, you know, minor comments here and there and a little laughing off. But, you know, yep. when 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 the rest of the world, those involved in, in, in any way in crossing our southern border or helping people do it, see this, I mean, what message does that send to them? Yeah, look, it sends a message loud and clear that, that they're, they're not taking this serious. Look, with, you know, Tom Holman, the former ICE director, and I we went with a congressional delegation last week. We were standing tall there with, with uh, uh, you know, a dozen sheriffs and ranchers and the congressional members. Look, Tom and I are retired. Uh, and, and we're still down there at the border. Where is the president? Where is the vice president? While we're experiencing a crisis that we all know clearly it's a crisis. Um, but as you said, she, 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 when asked when she's going to the border, she laughs. But, David, look, this is also the same woman that is a senator. She, she equated ICE to the KKK and, and called them racist. When she was with California, she bragged about how she prevented law enforcement in California from working with federal authorities to actually remove criminal aliens. She said she wants to get rid of ICE and dismantle it, decriminalize illegal immigration. I could go on and on and on. So quite frankly, I, I, I'm glad that she's not down at the border. I'm glad she's not doing anything here because she's just going to take a bad situation and make it worse. It's unconscionable. They couldn't have picked a worse person in this entire administration to be the borders are right now. Mark Morgan, former acting CPB director and Heritage Foundation visiting fellow. Look, you, you put together a team over there to keep us surprised, keep us informed on this. Uh, and uh, we really need to keep this in front of the American people. They're seeing it every day, Mark. And I see another, a next level coming. And that is what happens with our resources uh, for schools, for medical care, yep. and for benefits. Benefits paid for by American tax dollars that states and counties are now handing out to illegal aliens. That when that begins to grow, you mentioned 170,000 in March. Plus, when that grows more in the states later this year, I mean, I, I think we're reaching that untenable situation. 
Yeah, but, but here's what's very important, because we, we need to make sure when they say, hey, we're, we're going to get a handle on this crisis, we need to define what that is. Look, under the Trump administration, when we said we we're going to get a handle on the crisis, which we did, by, by the way, it was hard because we were about prevention, apprehension, detention, and lawful removal. That, that takes an enormous effort, an enormous amount of resources in the United States government. You need a tremendous amount of authorities, uh, policies, and tools. But we were making that happen, and we were effectively managing it under that strategy. What this administration, when they say management, what they mean is, is they are going to get better at reception centers. They are getting better at creating facilities to receive people and release them as fast as possible. And then to, to mask the, the magnitude of the crisis, instead of just dropping everybody off locally along Southwest border, they're gonna get better as we discussed, busing them and flying them to all areas throughout the United States. So it doesn't feel like the magnitude of the crisis that it is. And then on the back end, they're gonna remove 90% of ISIS authority to lawfully remove them, basically creating a sanctuary country on the back end. Look, so if your strategy is let's build a process to release them as fast as possible and do nothing on the back end, that's a heck of a lot easier to do, and it's a lot easier to then mask the magnitude of the crisis. But mark my words, that's what they're doing right now. Yeah, They'll mask it for a moment, but uh, there is a lot of pain for the people involved as well, not just for the American community and for those men and women who protect this country from so many things every year, every day for that matter. Uh, Mark, uh, tough topic. We'll keep advancing, keep uh, making the people informed, uh, more informed with your help. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you. 866-95-PATRIOT, 957-2874. The Biden policy is driving this crisis. I'll uh, post the article in uh, the break, and you'll have that on my social media at David Webster. You can join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.